Welcome to the spring sports season premiere of this week in Coleraine Cardinals Athletics here on wearecoleraine.com and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. My name is Jason Griefer. We're happy to be joined once again by Coleraine Athletic Director Craig Eulen and Assistant AD Mike Wiseman. Gentlemen, good to be back here with you once again uh, on the podcast here. Let's get right into it because we've got a lot of things to talk about here because all of our spring sports are already uh, underway here. Uh, Craig, I'll start with you with the uh, with the baseball team here. Uh, getting going right now uh, on the season. Uh, kind of an up and down start right now. Three and six on the year, and a one and five in league play going into uh, a game against Fairfield coming up here. Pitching staffs kind of struggled uh, as of late here, giving up uh, at least seven runs uh, in five of their last six, which the Cards have dropped here. You also won a high scoring one uh, in that one thus far. But I want to focus on the pitching staff right now from your perspective and, and talking to the coaching staff here. What are they working on right now with the pitching staff to try to cut the number of runs allowed down? Well, I think, you know, the biggest thing with baseball is, is a lot of the, a lot of the guys on the, in the roster, uh, the pitching, um, the pitching staff, they, they didn't have the, the season last year. Um, they mm-hmm. missed out. So there, there are several pitchers on staff that this is their first year of varsity experience. So uh, also been kind of bit by the injury bug. Um uh, the number one person in our rotation right now is injured and uh, kind of a freak accident. It's unfortunate, and we hope to get him back in a couple weeks. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing with pitching, they had a really close game with Lakota East. They had a really close game with Hamilton, but they had one really bad inning in each mm-hmm. of those games, and, and it kind of cost them, you know, the the win. So, you know, I think our coaching staff is, is trying to, um, you know, just – play fundamental smart baseball and, and, and trying to get, you know, some of our starting pitching in a routine. And, uh, you know, we've had a couple games rained out, which is typical this time of year at the beginning of the season. So it's just yeah. trying to find that routine. Didn't have a season last year. There's a couple different variables, injuries. So uh, hopefully in the next uh, week or so, they'll, they'll kind of pick back up and, and get more of a more of a groove. You mentioned there uh, with a couple of those games, you know, one bad inning here, one batting there, and that that can, and obviously in in any kind of sport that can make the difference in anything. Do they at least feel like if they're at a point where if they can get that cleaned up, that they, there's a lot of wins to be had here throughout the rest of the GMC schedule? Oh yeah, definitely. They have a lot of a lot of really good pieces, uh, you know, in the infield and in the outfields. Like I said, starting rotation, we got you know really top arm at the top of the rotation. And um, yeah, I mean, they got, they can, they can make it work. It's just a matter of, you know, getting a couple guys back from injury and, and getting, getting the team more in a, more in a groove. So. Over on the uh, softball side, it, it's been a tough go of it. Uh, needless to say uh, as well, you know, we talked a little bit last week about the, uh, the nice win against Princeton. You win that one 11 to one uh, since that point, it's been four straight losses and four straight shutouts. Uh, in that in that area, you've played twice against uh, played against Springboro. They're a very very good team, and of course uh, Hamilton and Lakota West. They're very very good teams uh, in the GMC as well. So runs have been hard to come by uh, during this stretch in particular. Uh, after that big Princeton win, uh, what's the mood around the team right now? What are the what have you seen the girls working on to try to get the bats going again, heading uh, into a busy week this week? Well. I think it's just a matter of, um, you know, over, overcoming some obstacles, some difficult losses, you know, in the GMC, 
it's not easy. You know, it's a very tough conference, as you know. Um, Lakota West, you mentioned, they have a tremendous team this year, uh, and they're putting up some pretty pretty significant numbers right now. Um, you know, I hate to I hate to say it's kind of don't want to sound redundant, but a little bit of an injury bug as well for us, starting mm-hmm. pitchers down. Uh, so you know, we got a couple backup pitchers that are kind of getting prepared to take the mound this week, and um, and you know, kind of see if they can get back uh, into a group, kind of like baseball. Mike, from your perspective and seeing the tough stretch that they're going through right now, what have you seen from your angle as far as the girls working through these struggles right now to get things turned around, and especially in a league where, as Craig said, it is very, very good, it's very tough, and there are seemingly no days off? Yeah, you know, I I just took a look earlier. They're a relatively young team, uh, and then – you know, not playing last year, obviously, for, for even some of the older girls. Uh, it's difficult to kind of get in that groove. Uh, you know, this weekend they, they did some team building. They went out to Camp Kern. Uh, so I think uh, not losing focus on, on what the goal is here and, and to continue to develop the girls' morality, you know, and, and to kind of focus on team building that they can eventually come out on, on top of it. You know, and sometimes, you know, baseball, softball is a game of, of streaks. And right now we're down a little bit. So, you know, continue to stay the course and, you know, eventually get your starting pitcher back. You know, she, I watched her pitch against these. They did well. They almost came back and won that game, their first game. Uh, so, you know, the pieces are there. Uh, it's just a matter of getting the young, the young pieces to, to kind of gel with the older girls. Let's switch gears. And Mike, I'll, st- I'll turn to you for uh, the track and field teams, both the boys and the girls just getting going here uh, on the season. Still a long way to go. Uh, Mount Healthy uh, meet coming up here uh, soon here. A big a big one coming up next Tuesday, which we'll talk about uh, next week as well for, for the varsity squads here. Uh, what are the coaches wanting to see from the runners, both the boys and the girls' side, uh, in this Mount Healthy meet in particular? Maybe who are a couple of names you're looking forward to uh, seeing get out there and compete? You know, first I want to start with, you know, the first-year head coaches. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they didn't get a chance last year. You know, what I've been most impressed with is, is track's a very individualized sport, but they put a, a big emphasis on team building. They spend a lot of time working as a team, uh, on, you know, in, in the preseason uh, and even, even before they go out and run for the day. Uh, they look very organized, uh, you know, and, and with that, you know, there's a couple kids that, you know, won their events, the 100 and the 200, uh, the field events, uh, placing really high in the Northwest meet. Uh, so a lot to build on. And, you know, um, they've got some young talent. Uh, their, their best sprinter on the girls' side is a freshman. So that always plays a, a big part uh, going forward. But, you know, obviously the consistency, the relays placed really well. That's a tough thing. You know, I ran track in high school. That was always something we really harped on is getting those exchanges because nobody wants to drop the baton um, and, and uh, be at fault for that. So, you know, just continue to work hard and, and then build as a team uh, in, in a sport that's honestly a very individualized sport. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Craig, let me turn to you real quickly here with the, with the track and field here. Seeing both the boys and the girls, is, as Mike mentioned, some of the results they had there at Northwest. And uh, I'm wondering the, the interrelationship between the two squads there. Do you get the sense, and with these brand-new head coaches essentially, because there was no, year, no season a year ago, that – one side can feed energy into the other side and they can really all lift each other up. How does that dynamic work between the boys and the girls? 
Um, I mean, I think it's been going really well. Just like Mike pointed out, you know, we noticed in the preseason that they were doing a lot of work together, uh, getting to know one another, you know, because that's it's the same story with, you know, like we talked about with baseball and softball. It's been I think it's been really hard um, the last 12 months for these kids, these spring sport athletes that did not have a season last year. And you mentioned we do have two new head coaches that we hired last year. They didn't have a, they didn't uh, have a full season. So this is their first real season. So I think uh, there's been a lot of positive and they did really well at the Northwest meet. Uh, we had several, mm-hmm. several uh, events. Uh, we got first place, uh, several events. We got second or third. So I think it was a good start. The only thing that's different this year with track and field is, you know, the amount of schools that typically host a meet are not hosting meets this year. So it's been a little bit harder to fill an entire schedule, which is why you probably only see one meet every maybe 10 days that they're competing in. So they got a meet this week, but next Tuesday uh, we're hosting uh, the longest running varsity meet in Cincinnati, 51 straight years at Corian High School. So we're excited about it. Mike, how are they going about keeping themselves fresh and and motivated, if you will, given the fact that there is such a long layoff uh, between meets? Does it fact does last year's non season factor into that? Um, yeah, I don't think it really factors into that. I, I think you know they're athletes. They they have you know they have schedules. I think their coaches are you know doing a good job as far as um, not overdoing it in practice. But you know it's a build up. Um, you don't want them, you don't want them peaking now, uh, peaking now is not good in the long run. So it's a constant kind of, you know, messing with the schedule a little bit to tinkering with it, to, to get it right. And, you know, they they were both track athletes, so they know what they're doing and we kind of trust them to, to get the the kids in the right spot once, you know, the end of the year comes and competing in the districts and, you know, the regional. So. Moving over to uh, tennis here. They're just a couple of weeks uh, in, into the year. A couple of wins on the year, two and four overall, an opening win, 4 1 over Northwest. Uh, most recently, get a 4 1 win over Baden. So that that's a nice one there. Really hung tough with a always, always tough elder team. Uh, lose that one 3 to 2. So, you know, in a lot of these matches uh, thus far on the season, they'll look to try and uh, pick up a, a league win over Fairfield today. Oak Hill's coming up here uh, this week as well uh, Mike in your estimation in in talking to the coaches here how tough is this GMC expected to be this year well I was I was just talking to our coach today you know our our number one singles you know she said he's got a he's got a tough tough uh, road ahead of him uh he's a great kid he works really hard um but you know it's it's a it's a difficult league in you know any sport um you know mm-hmm. but I think He's a very positive kid, uh, Jacob Zelinski, uh, great kid. He's a soccer player as well, so I know him really well. Uh, he's been a great leader for the program. We've got a bunch of uh, freshmen that have kind of signed up this year that have joined the team, so we're young there as well, which is great for us going forward. Uh, Andrew Ryu uh, is another senior. has been a great leader for the tennis program. Had a big uh, second singles win uh, against Elder coming da- coming back from a set. So they're really excited about their leadership and then also, you know, sprinkling in some of that youth uh, to give them some depth and then, you know, to build for the future. A couple other news and notes uh, going on at Colerain in the coming weeks. One of those coming up is uh, signing day. we got a spring signing day coming up. That's going to take place on April 28th. And I bring that up now this week on the podcast because for any students out there who listen to or watch this podcast, you've got a deadline of April the 21st to get your information in so that you can be included 
uh, in this spring signing day. Uh, Mike, take us through this. What what is required of these uh, spring student athletes, and uh, what what are we looking for as far as the setup goes when that signing day comes on April twenty eighth? So we're excited. Uh, this signing day will be an in person. Uh, we'll be able to gather uh, in the gym with all of the families, be able to spread out, uh, be able to set everything up, kind of as we did uh, for the winter one. Just a little, a few less restrictions as far as uh, having times and spreading out uh, the times and when families are able to come in. Uh, the the students just need to email me uh, their their information that's been posted on the website. It's also on Twitter. Uh, just their name, their grade, uh, their college and major of interest, uh, and then a short bio that, I, that I'll use to create some social media posts uh, after the event uh, to kind of highlight their great careers here at Coleraine and then what they're looking forward to do in the, in the future. So, yeah, like I said, uh, April 21st gives me a week to kind of put everything together and get a schedule for everyone um, and hopefully have a great event. As, as Mike said, all, all that information also on wearecolrain.com. Uh, Craig, let me turn it back to you because we, we have pretty big close the week that week. You've got the spring signing day there on the 28th. But then the following night, we're going to actually be able to have an in-person senior awards night. That's pretty cool uh, as well. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so the senior awards night is uh, Thursday, April 29th. Um, for the last four years, we have been honoring uh, a specific number of senior athletes with um, their academic uh, peers. Uh, so we do an academic and athletic awards night uh, together. And uh, that, that's going to take place again, like I said, April 29th, 7 o'clock. We're actually going to do it in the football stadium this year, which we've never done before. Uh, we're going to do that, obviously, so families can spread out um, and it can be an outdoor event. So we're looking forward to uh, – Doing that for the first time this this uh, this April and the next coming weeks, and uh, there's about 15 um, 15 different categories that student athletes get nominated for, and then we actually have a meeting with all the head coaches, and the head coaches actually vote on all the nominees for each category. So we'll be recognizing somewhere between 15 20 senior student athletes, and um, in my opinion. Uh, it's probably uh, my favorite part of the job and my favorite part of the year is when we recognize those top senior athletes. Really cool to be able to 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 do to be able to do this once again, and we weren't sure when and when that would be able to happen again. Lastly, before we uh, wrap up the the podcast here this week, I want to get both your 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 thoughts uh, on on what we'll talk about next year, and that is the fact that we're getting into the spring sports season. Some sports are further along than others thus far. Still a long way to go. And we're going to carry this podcast really through the month of May. Uh, I'm wondering what it's been like for you you two as administrators to see the ability and to continue to grow it, to have more fans and more spectators out there to support these kids who did not have a season a year ago, these spring, spring season athletes, to be able to have them back out there and to give us a little bit more of a sense of a normalcy. What's that been like for you to watch, not only as an administrator, but also as a de facto fan yourself? Craig, I'll start with you. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, obviously we're excited to be here. We're excited for them to have a season. I think the way that this year has gone, you know, a lot of our parents are used to the protocols and the restrictions um, in spring, obviously, are all outdoor sports. And I think mm -hmm. Uh, however, uh, you know, we don't want our parents to get maybe too relaxed. And I think if anybody, um, if there's any group that really needs to 
remind themselves the importance of following the guidelines and the restrictions. It would be the the spring families because we didn't have it. They didn't have a season last year. So they're, you know, they're, we're very lucky to be in this situation that we're in to have a season. Um, but we just need to keep reminding ourselves the importance of following the guidelines. And, and to add to that, uh, just as recent as last week, Governor DeWine has um, has lessened the restrictions for the outdoor events. So once again, not saying that we're out of the woods yet, sure. um, but I think um, as we go into the next you know, several re- weeks, and especially into the middle of May, towards the end of the season and start of the postseason, um, hopefully things will be a little bit better and we'll be able to host some more spectators. Mike, what's it been like for you to watch? And also, how have the student-athletes taken to being able to have a few more spectators come in and support them? I think, I think the athletes have been great uh, as far as, you know, them following the protocols that they need to in order to have their sport. They, they above anybody else, have uh, kind of been the biggest proponents to make sure that they're following those guidelines. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, I kind of echo what Craig said is, you know, we just – really need our spring parents to buy in and, and to continue to, to follow those guidelines. You know, it was really exciting going out there and watch the first baseball game and softball game, uh, seeing all the parents. I think we had more spectators at some of those games than we did in the two years ago. So a lot of people are very, very excited, uh, but we, we can't let our guards down to the point where we, you know, um, don't follow any of those guidelines. So it's just really important that, that we keep in mind that it's, it's the kids' sports. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, we're here for them and, and, and we need to do our part as, as parents and spectators to make sure that they can continue to play. Certainly uh, an exciting time to get some fans out there, but as you said, it's also really nice to see the kids taking ownership of it and really being the champions, uh, as you said there, Mike, to, uh, to allow us to have a spring sports season and allow us to have a spring sports season podcast. Uh, here, which we are just getting going here today. Uh, Craig, Mike, certainly appreciate the time here today. A lot more to cover here. Looking forward to it in the coming weeks. All right. Thank you. Thanks. That is Colerain Athletic Director Craig Yulin and Assistant Athletic Director Mike Wiseman joining us for the spring sports season premiere of this week in Colerain Cardinals Athletics here on wearecolerain.com and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. <laughs>